everybody, and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we we were talking about all the 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame, but now we are here doing the recap of the 22nd MCU film, Avengers Endgame. And spoiler alert for anybody listening, this is probably going to be full of spoilers, um, probably. We are going to do a recap of the movie, uh, but I am your host, Kayla Jouette, and joining me today on this emotional roller coaster is the hashtagonist himself, Wout. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm great. It's uh, I've been looking forward to this since I heard you were going to do the show. So I was like, yes, today's the day I get to be on. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited. So, so yeah, Wout, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am I'm Wout, uh, usually better known on uh, on Twitter as the hashtagonist. I am uh, all kinds of stuff. I, I used to be just a podcaster and content creator, but nowadays I also work for uh, Evolve PR, uh, doing video games, public relations, social, and community management. Uh, so that's relatively new, but I'm very excited. And uh, so that's uh, kind of my uh, my trajectory in this. And uh, I know, Kayla, you from all kinds of cool stuff, Destiny and mm-hmm. Twitter and all the other other cool things. And now The Snap, which the I'm snap. very excited about. Yeah, so so yeah, this is going to be really fun. Um, obviously, again, this recap is going to be full of spoilers. So if you are here for overall thoughts on the film, I'm going to just tell you now before spoilers come out that I, t- I cried tears of joy and sadness and I laughed, I cheered. It was such a beautiful tribute to the past 11 years of films and kind of this world that the MCU has been building for us. Um, what, what can you say like quickly about the film that was like, that's like non-spoilery that you thought? Non-spoilery, I think it was, it was a nice ending to a cinematic experience, uh, over the past 10 years. Like it, it, it was, it felt like such a, a nice farewell basically to, uh, uh, to not just the, the the characters, but just the whole experience, because I don't think we're gonna see this again. No, I it's I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, back then we didn't see this coming, but this was such an experience that I doubt anybody can touch at least for the next like five ten years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's it was something. Yeah, no, go ahead. I think it, it 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 leaves us with questions for at the end of the podcast, like what's next, right? Um, exactly. But we'll we'll get into that later, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah, there's stuff that happens in this film that leaves us guessing, like, what this means for the future and all. But, yeah, it this was an, an event, really. Like, going to see... This is a movie that you really have to see with a ton of other people in the theater with mm-hmm. you. I think that, that theater experience, like, changes the way you see the film. Like, I yeah. don't know. Obviously, we'll have to wait until this comes out, like, on Disney Plus or um, whatever else, you know, on DVD. But I think it's going to be a different experience watching it without a crowd full of people cheering with you. But it's still going to hold up really well, I hope. Um, yeah. And we'll get into that, too, when we start to, like, rank the films, because I think we're Mm going to have a little bit of trouble with that. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be the same format as usual, where I'm going to do a recap on the film. Um, We're going to review it, talk about how we felt about it, and then um, we are going to rank it. And uh, normally we do some endgame spoilers, but that's we're past that. So maybe we'll talk about what we want from the future, especially with Far From Home being the only really like truly announced thing that we know is coming. So um so yeah, well are you ready for me to get into yeah, this recap? Get into the recap, re- refresh me cuz l- last night's Game of Thrones kind of wiped Avengers uh, uh, right. briefly from my brain. So uh, uh, go take it away and I'll, I'll listen carefully. 
Yeah, it was a very emotional weekend for us nerds, I will say, with Game of Thrones <laughs> and Endgame. Absolutely. Um, so similar to what I did with Captain Marvel, but a little bit different, I am using Wikipedia mostly for my recap. However, when I did my Captain Marvel episode, I thought that the Wikipedia recap was a little bit weak. Not weak, like they do a great job at Wikipedia, right? But, um, you know, I wanted to add in a couple of things that they may have forgotten. So it's still a pretty hefty um, recap, but it is a little bit shortened because of uh, Wikipedia. So. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into Avengers Endgame. So three weeks after Thanos used the Infinity Stones to disintegrate half of all life across the universe, we see Tony still in space talking to this video recording. Um, like he's talking to Pepper. He's recording himself saying he's going to run out of oxygen and he thought he could save the world one last time. And he's like super skinny. He's super sick. Uh, he is basically saying this is the last time that he has oxygen right he, he's about to die and we see this glow on the outside of the ship right before tony passes out and it's captain marvel here to rescue him and nebula so carol danvers brings him down from deep space and they return to earth and join the remaining avengers natasha romanoff bruce banner steve rogers rocket thor and Rhodey. And Tony is still pissed off at Cap for everything in Civil War and basically says, like, screw you guys. And he takes his arc reactor out. He passes it over to him and passes out. And he needs medical assistance. So he's off. And everybody else is trying to figure out how they're going to at least try to get everyone back. And Nebula's like, I know exactly where Thanos is. So they go to this uh, garden planet and they find an injured Thanos and intend to take the stones and reverse his actions, but he has already destroyed them to prevent further use and an enraged Thor beheads Thanos. So five years later, we see Scott Lang escape the Quantum Realm, um, which we know is from the end scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And he meets up with Romanoff and Rogers at the Avengers compound. And only five hours have passed for Lang instead of years. And he theorizes that the Quantum Realm can allow time travel. So the three of them go ask Stark for help to retrieve the stones uh, from the past so they can revert Thanos' actions in the present. But he rejects them out of fear of losing his daughter, Morgan. So that's a really touching scene, by the way, having Tony Stark, you know, finally get a life and get like a daughter and some purpose to live for. So they say that they need a big brain to go and find Banner, who has merged his intelligence with the Hulk's strength to become Professor Hulk. So he tells them that he might be able to help, but this is kind of above him. So Stark relents after reflecting upon the disintegrated Peter Parker and shows up to work with Banner to stabilize time travel in the quantum realm, a process that expends PIM particles. Uh, Banner and Rocket recruit a drunken, overweight Thor in Norway, while Romanoff recruits Clint Barton, now a ruthless vigilante, following the disintegration of his family. So Tony is successful in creating time travel, and they briefly explain that time travel doesn't work like Back to the Future. And I will get into this later on in the review. Um, but they're not messing with basically anything in their own timeline. They are only mess, like they're bringing things back from other timelines to their own. And that doesn't affect the future. So the entire team suits up. They go back to the future to get the time stones and bring them back to their timeline and reverse the snap. Hulk, Cap, Ant-Man, and Tony travel to New York City in 2012 from the first Avengers movie where the Mind Stone was in Loki's scepter and the Tesseract was being used. And at the same time, the Time Stone was still, was still in New York City before Doctor Strange was even a sorcerer. So Banner visits the Sanctum Sanctorum and convinces uh, the Ancient One to give him the Time Stone when he tells her that Strange gave the stone away. 
Rogers overcomes undercover Hydra agents to retrieve the Mind Stone, but Lang and Stark fail to retrieve the Space Stone after Loki escapes with it. So we get all these really cool nods to Avengers and Winter Soldier in this film, and we even get like this 2012 Captain America versus the current Captain America. It's awesome. Um, Cap and Tony realize that they failed, but they only have one pin particle each to travel back home. So instead of doing this, they use the last of their pin particles to travel to Shield um, in 1970 to steal an earlier version of the Space Stone as well as vials of pin particles from Hank Pym. So in this scene, Tony meets with his father the day that he was supposed to be born and has a final conversation with him and gets to tell him goodbye since he never really got to in real life. Um, Cap sees Peggy in this a timeline from another room and admires her. It's kind of creepy, but it's also really great. Um, and he's clearly thinking about what life could have been. So we see Rocket and Thor. They traveled to Asgard in 2013 to retrieve the reality stone from Jane Foster, um, where she shows up from Thor The Dark World because she has the ether in her veins. Obviously, bringing a little relevance to that film since a lot of people hate it. So... Thor obtains his former hammer, Mjolnir, from this timeline since Hela destroyed it in Ragnarok, and he talks with his mother, who knows that he's from another time, so he gets closure on his mother's death. Meanwhile, Barton and Romanoff travel to Vormir in... 2014, and learn from the Soul Stone's keeper, the Red Skull, that it can only be acquired by sacrificing someone they love. So they fight over which of them should die until Romanoff sacrifices herself, and Hawkeye awakens at the bottom of the mountain with the Soul Stone in hand. So our first death of the evening was Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Super sad. Mm-hmm. So... On Morag, in the same year, Nebula and Rhodey steal the Power Stone before Peter Quill can. Rhodes returns to the present with the Power Stone while Nebula is unable to return due to her cybernetic implants interfacing with those of her 2014 self. So, you're confused by that. Basically, the past 2014 Nebula and Nebula were in the same timeline. Since she's a little robotic, their interfaces were kind of teaming up. And this is before Thanos even knew that he was going to get all these stones and be successful, right? So through this connection, the Thanos of that time captures present-day Nebula, sees her memories to discover that he is successful with his plans, but the Avengers are trying to stop him now. So he secretly sends the old Nebula to the present, and the Avengers team up, and they have no idea that she's with them now. So with all the Infinity Stones collected with them in the present time, Banner uses them to restore those whom Thanos disintegrated uh, because he is the strongest one with his like gamma radiation. So after this, 2014 Nebula uses the time machine to transport old Thanos and his ship to the present day and he comes through and he attacks the Avengers compound. So this is crazy too. He like basically nukes the place. I didn't think anybody was going to survive, but Alas, they're all alive, but they're in different parts. So Cap, Thor, and Tony come out, and they confront Thanos, and there's this huge fight that starts, and it's it's just really awesome. And y'all kind of have to see it for yourself, because there's not much that I can explain besides some really cool spots. So Thanos is overpowering them and summons his army to lay siege to the Earth. And present-day Nebula convinces the version of her sister in the ba- in the past, Gamora, to turn against Thanos and kills the 2014 version of herself. So Thor, meanwhile, is getting his ass handed to him, and Thanos is pushing his Stormbreaker into his chest. And we see Mjolnir rise from the ground and fly into Cap's hand, who is finally able to wield the hammer. Such a great scene. My entire theater was just screaming at this point. The Thanos one-on-one fight continues, and he is smashing Cap to the ground, breaking his shield. And Cap gets up, 
probably is going to say, like, I could do this all day or something. He's basically defeated. And then he hears, on your left. Now restored, Stephen Strange arrives with his fellow sorcerers, the other restored Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Ravagers, and the armies of Asgard and Wakanda. And they're fighting Thanos' army alongside Captain Marvel, who shows up late in the fight and destroys his entire fleet. This scene, again, is great. You have a little snippet of each whose superhero basically has their own fight scene. It's really cool. Um, We have these characters basically, like, playing football with the gauntlet, trying to run it away from Thanos so they could return it to the past. And Spider-Man is taking it really far until he gets knocked down, and Captain Marvel takes it from there. And we have an all-women superhero moment, um, which I think is kind of hinting to... um, What is it called? Like, the A-Force or something like that Mm -hmm. from the comics. Um... So she's got it, and she's trying to get out of there, but Thanos starts fighting one-on-one with her, and she's really killing it, but he still prevails because he has to actually take the Power Stone out, um, seizes the stones, and he plans to destroy and recreate the entire universe to his own likeness. Tony makes eye contact with Strange, who tells him there's only one chance. So Thanos goes to snap, but we don't see the stones, and he says, I am inevitable snaps nothing happens we pan to tony stark who has his own gauntlet on and the stones are on him and he says i am iron man and he snaps and all of thanos's army just disintegrates before him and sadly this was too much for tony stark to bear so tony stark dies from wielding the stone's energy second death of the evening super sad again so Following Stark's funeral, um, we have Thor appointing Valkyrie as the king of New Asgard and joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Quill begins searching for 2014 Gamora. Cap decides to be the one to return the Infinity Stones and Mjolnir to their original places in time. However, he remains in the past to marry Peggy Carter and live out the rest of his life. In the present, an elderly Rogers passes on his shield to Sam Wilson. Um, And we get no end scene, just a beautiful tribute to the cast and the original six Avengers. But yeah, that's, like I said, a little bit of a Wikipedia short recap with a little bit of things that I threw in there. So what, what did you think about this film? Uh, well, I, like it's, I clearly loved it. Um, (laughs) the, the, the thing with a, with a movie like this, and especially when you're throwing time travel and it makes it, I have to shut my brain off to, to, um, ignore the little voice that says, why didn't they choose to this? How, Mm -hmm, why didn't they do this? But, but other than that, like, but that's, you know, uh, any, uh, time travel movie um but over and all like i think they they tied up so many nice uh loose ends uh that they and that's what i love about having a, a significant ending to a story right because we we live in a time where nine times out of ten we just keep milking the cow until nobody's interested anymore and i and i like that they were able to Put a cap haha, on this yeah, uh, <laughs> franchise, uh, even though we know there were, there's going to be more. But there there was a very planned ending to this saga, and, and I really appreciate that that they mm-hmm. got to do that in their own vision instead of the studios at some point deciding like you know what we're going to just cut these superhero movies because it would have been a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like so many character arcs were like fulfilled, right? So like the three, mm-hmm. and I said two major deaths. Obviously, we're going to count. Captain America, he didn't die in the film, but we're assuming, you know, starting the next film, maybe he's going to be like a dead old man. We don't know. Um, but yeah. he's out. So Yeah, I wonder if it, which which movie they're going to have his funeral in. Right. Um, well, they didn't have Black gonna... Widows, so. No, that's true. <laughs> that was my <laughs> yeah, one poor, of my gripes with the film. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what I, what I liked uh, about this uh, movie, um, like the first 20 minutes are like, 
extremely high speed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that is not something that I would expect. Uh, where they just went after Thanos and like it worked basically, mm-hmm. uh, but it it it's useless because the the stones are not there. But that had everybody in my audience like slightly confused, like uh, okay, like it's only weird. been ten minutes. What do you <laughs> exactly. mean? So then you're like, okay, is there gonna be a, a twist? Like, are they gonna introduce a new villain? Uh, but no, they they introduced um, uh, time travel five years later. I really enjoyed seeing the um, a, a brief glimpse into the five years later. Uh, like, what does the world look like after after an event like that? It's, like, decimated. Yeah. Like, Thanos uh, had this idea of, like, yeah, you're all gonna prosper, but, like, clearly they're not prospering, dude. Like, no. you've ruined everything. Yeah. But it's still functioning. Like, the uh, the everything is still kind of going, um, which was interesting mm-hmm. to see. But what the big question that they throw at uh, at you right away is when they go see Tony, which I found the most interesting part early on. Um, so you decimate half the all living things in in the universe, and then Tony has a family, and he's like, "Well, uh, that's it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm like, good. We, yeah, yeah, like, we, we, and then it gives you the question, like, okay, would you press the button?" to undo your entire family just to save even half the universe and to have that pause i think is um pretty strong because mm-hmm. uh it's the superhero thing that of course i'm gonna like sacrifice but he's like no <laughs> uh actually right. I, I i got better out of this like i finally have what i have um and it's the ultimate selfish move but also extremely relatable um maybe um uh, uh relatable for me because like i would also not press that button um <laughs> sorry half the universe but, <laughs> uh, so and and that's what sprouts the whole idea okay we're we're gonna not just undo it we're gonna basically redo it in reverse because uh, they bring everyone into the present time in five years from now which literally kept me up all night thinking <laughs> of the logistics how that would right. work like i, I yeah. could not stop thinking about it. like Oh my god, five years have passed and all these people are coming back. Like, where are they going to live? How is jobs going to work? Right. Oh, what if you moved on? But that's just my brain um, being super annoying with, uh, when it and comes I to that kind of stuff. And I think, too, like, I had problems with that at first. And I was like, oh, no, this makes sense. But, you know, I think the whole purpose of that, too, is that, you know, a lot of people left Infinity War, like, kind of shooken up. But at the same time, they were like, oh, well, there's going to be no consequences because they're going to mm-hmm. bring everybody back. But that's the thing is it's been five years there's going to be consequences. And that just shows yeah. that like Thanos, even though it was reversed and we ended up winning in the end, he still left behind so much baggage and things that people are going to have to live their lives with. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's doing like uh, unthinkable damage twice, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the first time like snapping half is, is um, like a huge amount of damage in, 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 in the universe. But I think bringing it back is also in a way, damaging to the universe in a way because mm-hmm. um, you can't especially after after five years and what made me laugh a little bit is like the only people knowing what happened are the the, the group of people on earth like in every other planet in the universe like what the hell just happened like everybody's <laughs> gone and five years later they're back uh, no idea where thanos is um yeah. but yeah no it's um it, it's interesting to- storytelling i found time travel is a bit of um a reach i find to mm-hmm. you know to, to put the solution to the great conflict uh in time travel but it, it worked you know it didn't day it's still a comic book movie and, and weirder things have happened right definitely i think addressing time travel in any 
any medium is always like a tricky thing to mess with. And I've mentioned this before and I'm going to mention it again, but I think my biggest issue with the film is that, you know, when they explain time travel, Professor Hulk's like, yeah, this isn't like Back to the Future. This isn't like that. Basically, there's a thousand million timelines and we're going to just go back to one timeline and we're going to bring something from that timeline to us and it doesn't affect us, right? And the way I explain it is even though they're getting the stones and they're bringing it, doesn't mean the snap never happened. Everything stays the same. So the biggest issue that I have is the really great moment we get with Steve, with old man Captain America at the end. Because Mm -hmm. according to what they have put in place and the laws of time travel, he shouldn't be there because he went to another timeline. So he should be in that timeline growing old with Peggy. And somehow he ends up back in ours. So unless... You know, the theory is that, like, I guess he took so many of those pin particles when he went back to the past. Maybe he saved one so that he can come back to this moment and he time traveled somehow. Um, that's the only way, but they don't explain that. So you, they just leave us guessing with kind of a plot hole there. But I can also ignore it because the film was so great and such yeah. a fan service. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think they can explain it if you, if you really want to, if they would sit you down for it, that he either, like, still came back but at a different point um and it's still that guy but like in a different like, it, i don't know uh it, it goes unexplained i don't think everybody, yeah. everything needs a, a super detailed explanation mm-hmm. um the, the biggest hole i thought it was with the whole time travel thing is uh but it, I, I gave some more thought is how uh, thanos gets back with his entire army it's um is it's but, through the the Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because like I, I understand how Thanos gets back is through Nebula. She brings everybody through the time travel, the portal. But how how does his army get back through? Yeah, because he would need on his end would need the pin particles, you know, to to shrink and and the, and the GPS, whatever. But then I realized like that doesn't have to happen right away because he has basically nine years to um to plan this out. Uh, at, in any also, time in those nine years, he could have just gone to Earth because they've they've shown you several times in uh, Captain Marvel that Earth is a known planet. They can just go there uh, and like get Pim, or he could retro uh, or uh, retro yeah, engineer it. But at the like, same time, stuff. like the his like followers, like the main four that I can't think of what they're called, um, mm-hmm. they show up too and they died. So I don't remember. I was so I was supposed to go see the film again yesterday to have like a mm-hmm. perfect refresher before this. And let yeah. me just complain about AMC. It's not the first time <laughs> I've done this on a podcast. Um, basically, AMC double sold my ticket, and mm-hmm. instead of giving me a refund, they were like, "Here's a gift card for another time to come see the movie." And I was like, "I don't want to watch movies here anymore." No, thank you. So, yeah, I showed up to AMC. Somebody was sitting in my seat, and I wasn't going to be a jerk. They got there first. They had their ticket. They showed me their ticket. Um, It was just, I was upset because I was like, you know, I wanted to come here and talk more. So that is something that I'm going to have to keep in mind and rewatch for the next time I go see um, the film. Yeah, I definitely uh, rewatch. It's it's definitely a movie that would benefit from a Mm -hmm. rewatch, I would say. But you know what? The the plot, like, time travel is uh, a plot hole waiting to happen and i think you just have to go with it accept uh, it to yeah. be honest um and just enjoy the visuals because there's so much there uh, so that, many good things yeah shouldn't be ruined by uh <laughs> by mere time travel logistics mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, um, I have a couple pros and cons, but for sure, I think the biggest pro for me personally is I think a lot of people will complain about how much of a fan service this film is. But, you know, for a film, like for an MCU like this, right? This is a literally a universe for us. Um, mm-hmm. The fans have been watching these movies for 11 years straight. And this movie is meant for those people. I think if you have never seen any of the films before and you went and saw Infinity War, you might be okay because they do a really good job of explaining things. Um, But this film was specifically made for the fans. If you walked into, like, let me just tell you a story about my mom who went and saw the film. And I think she has only seen, like, Iron Man, Captain America, the first ones. She's seen Avengers and she's seen Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that's all she's seen. Oh, and Infinity War. She watched it on Netflix. So she went and saw this movie because she wants to know what happens after Infinity War. And she texts me and she's like, I didn't know the guy from Friends was in this movie talking about Paul Rudd. And I was like, Mom, (laughs) I was like, there's two Ant-Man movies and he's in Civil War. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is not, I mean, it sucks that this movie isn't easily accessible for new fans, but at the same time... It wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be a fan service, no. you know. No, exactly. It's like the, the final season of, of a show you, that's been on TV for ten years, right? You, you can't just expect to uh, tune in season eight uh, and then they go, oh, "I don't understand the story." Um, like everybody knows, it, it's not like you would walk into a movie theater for the first time in your life and, and look at the posters and like, "Oh, this looks cool. Uh, I like the uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in the other movie." Right. Like, it would have been very hard. It can happen. There's one person who that happened to, probably. Uh, but I think you, you just have to accept that it, this is for the fans. And the fans showed up. Like, this movie broke pretty much every record. So that you can just afford it. Like, mm-hmm. they could definitely afford making this a fan service uh, goodbye for the for, for the fans. And, and I think uh, they deserve to make the movie they wanted to make. Because um, we showed up. And that's yeah. what really matters uh, at the box office. Hell yeah, we showed up. You saw it was like, what, 1.2 billion worldwide? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That is yeah. amazing. That's incredible. And I just don't see that happening again. Like, not even no. like Far From Home's not going to touch it, which doesn't mean like that's a bad thing. But it's just like this was something incredible like waiting we we were waiting for this basically for the last yeah. since since thanos was introduced yeah. in the movies right yeah but and, and but here's here's the thing and i'm not wanna like jump ahead of what you have planned here but i think whatever comes next is gonna fall slightly flat because i am mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I am at this point invested enough because you say this felt like a goodbye um, end game like they called end game for crying out loud uh, to start over now with uh, like uh, Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy three like w- what is the plan there what like what is the amount of investment they're gonna require for me to do this again because when I walked out of the theater after end game I felt like you know what I'm good. Um, Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to watch Spider-Man opening weekend, because uh, that's just how this works. Right. Uh, but it felt like, that's it, like, I, 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 uh, I'm I, done with this uh, with this storyline. Spider-Man has got to bring something very fresh and very unique to to get, to kickstart that engine up again, for me, personally, mm-hmm. but... Um, 
Uh, they have to. Uh, and there's no doubt gonna be a lot of stuff to do about all the Disney Plus series, and I think they're gonna expand, expand, expand. And I don't know. I, we'll see. I'm I'm very yeah. curious to see where where Spider Man is gonna take this. Because uh, how are you gonna fight a bad guy after you brought the universe back twice, right? Right. Um, what are the stakes gonna be uh, then? But at the same time, it's gonna be very interesting to see Spider Man without his role model. And 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 the soundboard that is that was Iron Man all, all this time, um, but yeah, I, I'm very curious uh, to see Peter Parker's school trip to Europe after the universe went to shit and back. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's another one of my cons with the film is that I thought it was just a little bit convenient for the writers to uh, write in that all of Peter's main group was snapped <laughs> you know um and they they kind of confirmed that because people were like wait yeah. like wouldn't half his class be graduated and they're yeah. like yeah his main group all got snapped so that's why we see ned and mj and even flash in the the on the trip but we do have some new characters so i'm wondering if they're gonna play with that like they're gonna play because like, mm-hmm. far from home takes place immediately after endgame takes yeah. like uh is done so yeah, I'm sure they're going to address yeah. that. Um, but yeah, what I'm nervous for, which you've kind of brought up, is that, you know, I think I'm always going to be showing up for these films. But like the fact that they're spreading out so much and they're making all these like TV shows, like I never watched any of the Netflix Marvel series just because I didn't really mm-hmm. have the time for it. And Same. these are yeah. characters that I love so much that I'm not going to want to miss out on. But I feel like what if it gets tired? Like what if they overdo it? You know? Yeah. Well, and and that's the biggest risk, I think, because uh, every time there was a new superhero movie, the, the the articles were like, "Oh, superhero fatigue," and then like Endgame makes like a billion dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Netflix or the Disney Plus formula is definitely at a higher risk of fatigue, because um, I think you started seeing that around the the Netflix series as well. They also weren't super good, apparently. Uh, those uh, the later ones, mm-hmm. um, but that's gonna be like- a risk, yeah. Yeah, some people were, like, really into them. And it's not that I, like... I think I tried watching Daredevil when it first came out, but I just, like, I'm not a TV show person. I mainly just Mm -hmm. watch, like, Game of Thrones and play video games. So I I can't be bothered too much with, like, sitting and binging a show. Um, But, yeah, and then plus, you know, technically the MCU affected their universe, but they didn't really affect the MCU. And I was so invested with with what I was watching in movies that I was like, Oh, well, if that's not important, then I guess I won't watch, you know? Um, yeah. But do you have like, so obviously, you know, a lot of great things happen in this film. What was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, well, uh, I'm a sucker for, uh, dead bot Thor. I, because that took me by surprise so mm-hmm. much. And I, and I, I love it when a movie can do that, especially nowadays, you know, where everything gets ruined. Uh, before you get to enjoy it, like uh, Black Widow's death got spoiled to me like 20 minutes before I went to see the movie because oh, no. some r- rando just tweeted it directly at me. I got so spoiled my... as well, um, yeah. but we could talk about that later. But I'm so yeah. sorry that happened to you because that yeah, well. sucks. Yeah, so uh, I-, I thought that was really funny. Uh, it- it's um, uh, t- two ways. One, I-, I thought it was very funny. Two, I th- I think it's. Um, a little bit overdone how how hard they're leaning on Thor being funny uh, all the time, considering his arc before that. Like he's going through a lot, and it manifested in him just you know letting go. But then I think they drive it home just a little too far. 
um, in, in some scenes. But uh, but still, being surprised like that, love that part. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the cap uh, hammer hammer time was great, but I'm not a big comic book reader, so I knew about it because people had been talking about. Oh, I wonder when he was going to have that moment. Yeah, um, I did not see that coming at all. Like I, I even in the theater, like I saw, you know, clearly while it's happening, Thor is being crushed and he can't use his hands. And I see Mjolnir start like rising, and I'm like, no, like I. I did not see that coming until that scene because obviously we got the little nod to it in Age of Ultron, um, which there's a theory going around that apparently since he could only budget in Age of Ultron, it's because he had that guilt and that weight of knowing about what Bucky did to Stark's parents. And mm-hmm. after he got that off his chest, that's why he was finally able to wield it um, in this movie. Yeah. So that's a theory going around. But when I yeah, saw that, that rise, whew, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that that was that was, uh, that was great. Um, it had a lot of good moments, but there there was so much going on mm-hmm. um, that it's almost hard to to pick. Uh, I really liked I, I liked the little moment. I liked uh, the Tony Stark having that moment with it with his dad, um, which is like closing his character arc in a way. I, I think at that moment. Oh yeah, uh, for where, sure. Where, where his dad gives him the line like uh, his uh, self interest uh, never outweighed the greater good or something like that. Um, because that's like why he does what he does in the end, right? Um, I I like that moment. Um, but I I really got a kick, not a kick out of it, but seeing Tony being happy after everything else mm-hmm. is gone to shit. Because that's kind of such a throwback to his his original character. Um, where uh, he immediately reflects into caring about himself and 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 just his family. Uh, I loved how um, uh, Romanov is falling apart, where she is like asking about, okay, what are we gonna do about this threat? And um, Okoye is like, uh, it's an earthquake under the sea. We're, we're not gonna do anything about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just, she's just so messed up. And then to see her character go like that, it w- was kind of a bummer because um, I think there was. Did you uh, want it to be Hawkeye? Well, it's tough because. Uh, they open with Hawkeye for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, it kind of got lost in the in, in the um, in the recap on Wikipedia. It did. I just realized that too. Yeah, they, yeah. The cold open, right? Yeah, it's a cold open where we see Hawkeye lose everything he cares about. He he has given up everything to take care of his family, and then they're all gone. Um, so seeing that character break as well, but it would have been so uh, so sour if. He gives up himself and then to restore his family because that phone call that he gets um, after they unsnap the first time, like everything's okay and then it all goes back to shit again. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad for him and the family that it uh, worked out. Um, but I think, I don't know, it was very, it felt very scripty um, to have those two at that position. Oh, um, yeah. I like immediately. When they were like, oh, we're going to Vormir, I was like, yep, somebody's going to die. It's probably to be Black Widow because they're not going to kill Hawkeye because he has a family. And basically her her arc is somewhat complete, right? Like she wanted to wipe out her ledger. That's what she wanted to do. And she never could do that. She released it all out into the public. So that was the only thing holding her back. And all she she had, she finally found a family within the Avengers. So 
basically her arc was completed. So I, I knew as soon as they were going to Vormir, I was like, it's probably going to be Black Widow. And it was, I still cried. I still sobbed because of such a sad yeah. scene. Um, but I, 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 I knew at that point what they were doing. Yeah, but I don't like. For, to me, their bond was not strong enough to have that sacrifice. When you when you look at the first time we see the location, and and Thanos has to throw his daughter off the cliff, um, that gives you like a glimpse of in his heart. In a way, you kind of understand the character that he that he still cares. But these guys are like war bodies. Like I did not get the feeling like okay, there's like true I love think- in their hearts going on. Maybe I just missed it. Um. I think from the way that they've explained it, too, is that they have a long history. Like, they have been, yeah, they're war buddies, but out of everybody else in the group, them two are the ones that have the most history and the most past, because they were together um, as friends, working together before the Avengers even assembled. And they always Mm -hmm. call back to, like, this is different from, like, uh, what, Budapest? Uh, Budapest, This is different from this. This is, like, you know, Budapest. They keep bringing this up, and I think we have a Black Widow movie in the works, and I think it's supposed to be a prequel. Obvi- yeah, well, obviously, it's got to be a prequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think to me it made sense because out of all the other Avengers that could have gone, they were the only two that would have had that connection because they've known yeah. each other for so long and they've been like besties, I guess I would yeah, call it. It's fair. It's fair. It's, it's probably has more to do with that. I don't really care about Hawkeye's character at this point. Oh. Even though they try so hard to make you care <laughs> about uh, Hawkeye, um, but uh, yeah, no, you know it, it had to be done. I, I don't like think Ronin? I could have done it better. Uh, so here's my 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 thing about Ronan. Um, what stood out to me, and I'm, I'm a, um, <laughs> this might, might sound a little weird, but like we we hear about him twice. Once he's in Mexico killing people, and then the other time we see him in Japan killing people. Um, and it's such a almost a cliche. Mm-hmm. The man has lost everything, you know, with no, nothing to live for. Uh, going to kill foreigners in, on foreign soil. Uh, so it was a little bit... Um, that was like 90s superhero Ronin, you know, uh, where where they go on that uh, path. But, uh, you know, he, he gets his moment and uh, it, it, that was a little... I, I feel like it was underused. I feel like if they were going to show us the trailer of him going dark and being all bad and taking out these cartel members and stuff, like, yeah. I think it was super underused because we finally, she meets up with him and I thought they were going to have a fight or something. Like, I thought he was going to, like, lash out on her, but they don't. Yeah. He's just like, oh, we could go back. Like, let's do it. And I'm just like, okay, like, y'all hyped up Ronin. We, I wanted to see Ronin in action, yeah. right? But we didn't see any of that. So, no. I mean, we saw it. It was well, a really cool scene seeing, it didn't feel like an Avengers movie, like when they had that scene in um, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But still, I was, I thought he was underused. Yeah, it, it, it's true. Uh, but I think, uh, like Ronin would be a perfect Netflix series or, or a Disney Plus in this case. Uh, that, that might be interesting because I really dig the Punisher where someone just go, uh, goes nuts after losing it all. There is a Hawkeye Disney Plus series. I think it's Hawkeye. It's supposed to be the Kate Bishop thing, like Hawkeye training Kate Bishop or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard, well, yeah. I don't know, man. Disney's doing everything uh, right. with that uh, platform, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see what else that they uh, push out there. But I don't know. I like, it's the one character that's always a little off for me. Um, but, it, you know, it's a... Uh, they op- there's a reason why they called open with uh, with Hawkeye, I guess. But um, yeah, th- that was an interesting pair up. I'm just 
going through all the other power stones uh loose end for me what i but what i liked is how they fit that in is when loki escapes with the tesseract so they are definitely creating timelines here for disney to play around with oh yeah it's kind of clever um but i think my one of my favorite parts was um seeing the aftermath quickly on the first time they beat Loki, and they're all in like Tony's bar, just hanging out, and you kind of see them. Okay, you want a drink? And then uh, uh, Loki impersonates uh, Cap, mm-hmm. uh, and he he, he gets uh, muzzled there. But there's just so much in seeing, this three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, like seeing all the because like Avengers is my favorite movie. Like it's number one on my ranking. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll get to where where it's at now. Uh, we'll see. But it's it's number one on my ranking so when i see this and it's like basically watching the movie that i love so much but seeing what happens next and from a different perspective mm-hmm. so so cool and i i yeah. loved watching that i loved when they make yeah, hulk that... take the stairs and he's like oh i don't want to take the stairs i hate stairs yeah. <laughs> it's so that's funny. the one thing though that hulk is so underused in the last two movies um like he does nothing in in this movie uh, he he yeah. talks. And, I mean, and he, he like... get his brains, and well, he he does do he does undo the snap, but after that, he's injured, so he can't actually be in the fight. So yeah, yeah, but that's a choice too, right? From from like a, a script writing perspective, that they deliberately because I guess he's too OP, or that they don't really want to use him uh, on the battlefield anymore because they they took him out in Infinity War. And now he he doesn't beat a single bad guy. I think I don't think mm-hmm. he throws a single punch, no, which is yeah. odd for like a Hulk. Like they could have had that world breaker moment, right? They ah, oh, like that would have been a cool matchup. I rather would have had him and um, and Romanov on uh, getting the Soul Stone together. Like that would have been cool for me. That that, that he I has always to... hated the Black the, Widow the relationship. And Hulk romance, yeah, I guess. so I would have hated that. <laughs> Yeah. I would have been I just like, wanted, Ugh, whatever. I just wanted Hulk to break. I just wanted him to 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 break and go like rule breaker just for mm-hmm. a, a second. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I, Hulk is such a more interesting character now with uh, with Mark Ruffalo inside. Um, I, I would like to see him Hulk out at least once. I know. I'm nervous because like, I mean, going forward, I think the original six Avengers are not gonna play too big of roles except for maybe thor because obviously he's going off with the guardians and we're gonna get guardians three but yeah. like i can't see hulk ever being hulk again i think no. it's gonna be professor hulk and obviously he's this more like he's a less savage like guy and he's being more smarty pants but with like the the bronze still but he doesn't want to act on it like we saw in avengers like he was like smashing yeah. things but he was just like ugh, smash so like whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's basically just an invincible banner at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that was if I would have say, okay, you want to do fan service, they they should have added one world breaker moment, like where where he he thinks he has it all together, right? Because he fused the personas and like, no, I'm like super smart Hulk now. But then I would have liked to see that break just for a second. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was gonna happen when uh, the ancient one like pushes him out. Um, that he was gonna lose his mind there, but uh, she just puts him back in, and and nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, like I said, there's just so much, uh, so much you could because even in three hours, there's a lot of ground they covered. It didn't feel like three hours at all, by the way. It did not. Um, no, it but, went by uh, so fast. Yeah. 
Ed, but but very satisfying. Like overall, very satisfying. But it, it, it's one of those what I what I call like uh, parking lot movies where you're watching it and it's the best thing ever because there's so much happening and you're enjoying everything. And then you walk to your car and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, yeah, wait. There's some problems here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was the but, same exact way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you really want to break down how it works, they could have just gone back one day in time and get more pin particles in times infinite uh, and then um, uh, have no problems whatsoever doing everything. But, you know, that's just uh, <laughs> time travel shenanigans, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, it, like I said, it, it, it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic accomplishment to, to really bring it home um, after uh, 21 movies. Um, but yeah, like the the biggest question for me now is gonna be like, what's next? Like, what's next? I, and How I, are and they I gonna come back from this? Yeah, and, and I kind of hope they don't do another ten year setup. Like, give me smaller stories. Like that's what, why I liked uh, Into the Spider Verse so much, which is a completely different franchise, I guess, um, because it's fresh, it's new stories, and it's, there's still time to explore different things. But it doesn't build up like everything nowadays is a build up for the next thing, right? Build mm-hmm. up for the next thing, uh, and 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 I, I kind of feel like maybe uh, cinematic universes can take a, a take a little a break. A little but, break, uh, yeah. I for sure. This was a lot. I yeah. I talked about this in a previous episode too, but it's like Ant Man and the Wasp. I didn't go see that in theaters at all. I saw it when it came no. on Netflix and. I didn't see Captain Marvel opening night. I think I think I saw it just like sometime in in the week of release. And mm-hmm. it's like I love these films and I love the MCU, but I definitely I'm tired and I'm glad they wrapped it up the way it did because it was beautiful, but going forward, I don't know what they're going to they have to do something really cool to keep me coming every mm-hmm. every release night and yeah, I love like I said, I love the MCU. I love everything about this. And this has like brought me um so many memories. And uh it's wonderful, but it is it's a lot. It's been eleven years. It's a lot. Yeah. So Yeah, and like there's like Spider Man has a lot of material to fall back on and it's gonna probably be fine. Like uh Guardians of the Galaxy is open enough to have just shenanigans. Like they can do just small adventures. But why like a movie like uh, Captain Marvel, she can go anywhere in the universe and have an adventure. But like, what is a Black Panther two gonna look like? Or because um, those are a little bit more contained Earth based stories. Um, I, I think the space stuff has still some room to to breathe. But like after everything Planet Earth has gone through, uh, it's all gonna feel small fry mm-hmm. in a movie. Um, but you know. Other movies are small fry. They don't have universal stakes, and I'm still enjoying that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll see. But th- I think they're definitely leaning into something with uh, what you said, A Force. And it's funny because when mm-hmm. I came back, that would I, be really I, cool. I, I saw like a bunch of nerds crying about that they had that all uh, women shot uh, in the movie when Peter Parker's like, "How are you going to go to this alone?" And he's like, "We're not. You're not alone." I didn't even notice that. Um, I noticed I it, was... but I was hyped about it. I was so yeah, hyped about it. I was like, first I just of all, thought it was cool. Yeah. But I didn't even realize it was all women. I just thought it was like a, a super cool power pose. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I people are just being... crying because they're always like, oh, they're forcing stuff. But like, nah, we've we've had a lot of scenes where it's just like just three men coming up and do oh, like yeah. stop with the forcing. Like, obviously, yeah. we have a whole bunch of badass women characters in here. Um, yeah. 
First of all, it was a callback to Infinity War with Black Widow, Okoye, and Scarlet Witch when Mm -hmm. they were like, she's not alone. And that was a callback to that. It was a fan service. And also it was just showing off possibly the A-Force and then also showing off that, like, you know, we don't have to prove anything. Like, we don't need an excuse for it. Let's just all have... The women anyway, like uh, I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to hear that excuse. Yeah. No, when I when I when I saw it, it made a lot of people cry. I felt I'm only so cooler than before. Uh, so so and that was good because fuck those nerds. But um, yeah, no, it's great. Like uh, I would I would still like so, uh, to hear more about Valkyrie. There there are still some things to be discovered, but at this point, so many characters are at right where they need to be. Let them sleep. Uh, like let let some people retire. Like. Don't push it too hard. Right. Um, but, you know, as I said before, I'm going to show up and a lot of other people are going to show up as, if you keep doing this. Uh, and and after us, there's going to be a whole new generation that is exactly. growing up on these movies. So they probably have material for years. But the, the biggest thing for the Marvel Universe that I want from the cinematic universe is that they come up with their own hero. The, like, I've been talking about this oh, since Black yeah. Panther, I think, because they have it now. They, they own the universe. And... Create a, a new character. See what you can do with that. See if it works. Uh, you don't always have to uh, pull people uh, from the comics, right? Yeah. To, uh, yeah, exactly to the source material, which uh, is still extremely relevant. Um, but I think for a, a big part of a, this generation, the movies are now the source material, even though it's technically not true. But th- that's how they probably feel about it. They're going to be like, "Oh wow, they write comic books about these movies." <laughs> <You> know, that <laughs> effect. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, Wow, what a, what an experience! This movie. It was such an experience. I when I say I know people say this all the time. They're like, "Oh, I laughed, I cried, I cheered." I was literally like, "You can rarely catch me like happy crying." Normally, I just get mm-hmm. really like, "I'm like, oh my, I'm so hyped." But I there was a couple scenes where I was like actually crying. Like I was like slapping my girlfriend in the theater, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like so excited. Like when you hear like the the muffled like cap on your left. And yeah, you see the portals open. I started tearing up because I was like, oh, my God, we're getting it. Like, everybody's coming back. Yeah. Um, on one of my episodes, I was talking with um, Christian Buckley of Excelsior, and he said that he really wanted, like, a, a panned shot. You know how they have the Marvel posters where it's, like, all yeah, yeah. the heroes? He really wanted something like that. And I think that was the closest we're going to get. Like, we basically yeah. had everybody lined up, and it was so awesome. And then we heard Avengers Assemble. Yeah. what everybody wanted right so many people came on my podcast with theories and they were like that's all i want i want avengers assemble and we got <laughs> it so i know they're happy um speaking about things said on the podcast um on one of my earlier episodes with andrew cogswell we talked about guardians of the galaxy um mm-hmm. we made a bet it was the only bet of the series and he said that cap and tony were going to reunite within the first 25 minutes and so i was like let's put 10 bucks on it if it goes over 25 you owe me money and he saw the movie like two days after me, but I think it was like a known thing. Like he didn't care. So I (laughs) immediately after I saw the movie at like three in the morning, I sent him a Venmo payment and it just said it had popcorn and it was just $10, (laughs) like no, nothing, no context. But he was like, yeah, I got it. Like it was just, it was funny because that happened so early on. Um, which I'm glad they did because they, they needed time to build that movie up and they didn't have to wait for that. But yeah, can we talk about how clever the trailers have been? For oh yeah, this movie? no, yeah, talk about that for sure. 
Because there, there's a couple of, uh, like, I tried to go back into the trailers and see, like, the kind of sneaky things that they did. Um, like, they edited out uh, Clint running with the gauntlet. He's, like, holding a bomb or something in, in the trailers when he's going through the tunnels. Uh, you don't see the uh, that he's being chased by uh, Th- Thanos' uh, uh, Shatori. The Shatori, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sh- uh, Cap Shield is still intact. In the in the trailer, even though it's chopped up to bits in in the in the, in, the, in the actual movie, and they never show Thor. Like they only show him from behind, like knee level when you see mm-hmm. his cape. They also and, never uh, showed. Um, I thought about this after, but like we got no, we we saw Mark Ruffalo. That's it. We didn't know that Professor Hulk was ever a thing, and we even yeah. got that last trailer of everybody putting their hands together to like. Um, with the quantum suits on and there is mm-hmm. a thicker arm in that trailer but i don't think anybody yeah. pieced together what that was no and uh there, there was something else uh oh they, they don't show um skinny tony uh oh never yeah no um, i noticed uh, that the first like when i watched it i was like damn he looks was, really sick yeah uh that, that was very well done and uh, there was something else um I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember all the little things. Did but you they, notice... they are getting really smart at this. Yeah. Um. What I did because you know I didn't care about theories. I was like googling everything. Um, yeah. I looked at the casting on IMDb before the film. And did you know? Did you know who the kid was at the end? Um. At Tony's funeral, standing by I, himself. I was in the car and I wasn't driving. I Google it and I type in like who was the kid and then. It auto-filled at Tony Stark's funeral. <laughs> Everybody was confused. I knew yeah. because, one, I looked it up, but, two, obviously I did the recap, so I knew um, it was the kid from Iron Man 3. So if you're mm-hmm. listening and you were like, yeah, who was that kid? It's the, it's the, it's um, Harley, I think is his name, from um, yeah. Iron Man 3, who helps him realize that he's Tony Stark and he doesn't need the suit to be Iron Man, basically. Um, yeah. And so that was really cool, but I did notice you know, there was a couple people. There was him. There was two girls on the thing that didn't have names next to them. One of them we found out was Cassie five years later. So she's like a teenager now, mm-hmm. um, which was such a touching scene, by the way, when he when Scotland comes out of the quantum realm and he has no oh, idea yeah. what's happened. And he's looking around and he sees missing posters. And we see in like San Francisco, there's this big tribute with all the people who are, quote, missing. Um, mm. And he sees his name. But he doesn't see Cassie, so he runs home, he knocks on the door, and this is the first time we've seen her. Last time we saw her was in Ant-Man on the Wasp, and she was still a little girl. So she mm. comes out, she's a teenager, and that scene is so... Because she thinks he's dead. Yeah. And it's such a... Like, I think I cried during that scene, too. Like, yeah. so, so surreal. But I, I was like, okay, well, I looked up the casting, I saw her, but there was also a casting for Catherine Langford who um was on the 13 reasons why show on netflix and everybody Mm -hmm. speculated like who she was going to be and we didn't see her at all so i wonder if she was something like important but they decided to save it for later and like cut her scenes out because i thought that was interesting and she's still on the imdb casting but she's not in the film Okay, that is interesting. Yeah, i bet there is a four-hour cut somewhere coming in the future uh i'm not sure oh i gotta watch it uh barbara twice um but yeah no that, that is cool um i i didn't google a lot of things uh before after the only the, i think the most notable missing thing in this whole movie was goose, goose. like that Where, that would have been the cameo that is goose still I, alive i needed 
I don't know yeah, the lifespan he, of Flurkins. No, that, that is fair enough, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that would have been that would have been hilarious to, to see. Like that would have been like At the main the fight, perfect <laughs> after after credit scene, which they didn't have um, in this one, which was kind of funny to see in the movie theater where everybody stays just in their like seat waiting, yeah, I, and then nothing happens. You know, I really wanted an end credit scene, um, but I'm glad we didn't get it. I'm glad the yeah, way no, it was perfect. They ended it so beautiful with like obviously with a tribute to everybody, but mm-hmm. you get the main six Avengers, their picture and their signature, and then you hear like the Iron Man like clanging noise of him making his yeah. suit. So I thought that was really great that they did that. I still I still wanted I wanted something like a little tease, but I think the way that they fit that movie didn't need something. You know, it was just no. like the end of that yeah, saga. Uh, it it was it was very well done. Um, and that I think that really drove home for a lot of people. Like, yeah, this is it, man. Like, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even though it's uh, even though it's not like it, it's almost hard to wrap your head around what they achieved with uh, with this. And I and I, and I did a, a thread on Twitter a, a while ago uh, when I think it was a couple of weeks out of the game. Like, what were the milestones that you achieved since you've seen Iron Man? And and it got like a thousand replies or something with people like talking about how their lives had changed over the course of uh, the MCU. Mm-hmm. And that was just so cool to read because a lot has happened. And, and like, for me, I'm an old fart. Like it's just, you know, movies that I've seen in the last 10 years, but for uh, people uh, much younger than me who like f- still are in those formative years where they grow up on a franchise, like that is huge. Like if mm-hmm. you were like, 12 when Iron Man came out. I and was, like, yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. Iron Man. Let's see. I was, yeah, I was like 13 when Iron Man came out. And I saw it in theaters. And yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into. That's huge. Yeah, but I grew up with the stuff. I think, I've mentioned this before, I think Avengers was the first movie that I really was like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm all in. When I saw Avengers, I was like, you got me. Like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. start reading more comic books. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to watch every film. From then on, like, I was at every movie premiere, again, besides Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel, because I started getting a little bored. Um, but, yeah, I I grew up with this. That's me. And yeah. it's it's been a ride. Yeah, that is. Like, I think it's, uh, like, the only thing that I could possibly compare to this is uh, the Harry Potter universe. Both, right. Like, the books and then the, the movies, because they kind of overlap at some point, I, I think. Yes. Did they overlap? Yeah. yeah. Um, where... People grow up on a franchise. Uh, that was, me and I too. guess James Bond had, had that, like for my parents' generation. But those were never really connected stories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just uh, that would have been so cool if they would have done that, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's great. It's uh, I, I now talk to you. I, I really want to see it again, but I'm not sure if I can get uh, any tickets anytime soon or, or find it three hours needed to, uh, to right. have another uh, yeah another I'm like well, I'm gonna have to do something with this AMC gift card that they got me so I'm gonna have to go yeah, see it at some might point might as well yeah yeah. that's how they, that's how they get you back yeah um, but yeah no um, but I don't know like it, it's a great movie you can pick it apart if you really want to but I don't think anyone should I think you just uh, enjoy it for what it is and and, and, and thank uh, thank the world that that there was an opportunity to to experience this um, from a movie perspective, mm-hmm. at least. Like, yeah, you know. and like I've said before, like you could pick it apart, but 
no matter what, it was still such a good film that the things that happened that were kind of like, well, you can kind of put past. Like, you're like, when you're watching that, it just, it's so special and it's so fun. So, yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on the film before we wrap it up? Before On the film itself? No, I think it was, uh, I, I, like like I said, like there's so much going on and, and they really push you through almost every emotion uh, possible in the movie and I, I think for a superhero based movie that is an enormous achievement uh, like to make me laugh in one scene and I like what you said like almost like the crying out of happiness excitement that is rare to care this much uh, about uh, about movie characters and just seeing them do what you've always wanted them to do love it it's yeah i i loved it i <laughs> i i can't wait to see it again um uh, several times but wow uh, i think when i walked out i just tweeted like wow just wow <laughs> like, yeah yeah um really quick i forgot to mention this uh you said earlier that you got spoiled on black widow oh yeah yeah so um i in the theater, I had five minutes before the movie started, and um, I didn't tell this to my girlfriend, who was sitting right next to me, because I didn't want to, like, upset the mood, and I also didn't want mm-hmm. her to see the spoiler. But I got yeah. spoiled on something really major. Um, oh, I was no. on Twitter, and I had just tweeted, like, you guys, it's about to start, like, I'm not ready, and I had all these people replying to me, being like, you got this, and somebody replied to me with, like, a um, Captain America gif, and, like, if you are listening, don't feel bad. It's totally fine. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> it was Twitter's fault. Um, yeah. And I should have known better. You know, I've had, like, Endgame and stuff muted um, for yeah. a while, but I forgot that, you know, a clip of the film had been leaked. So I searched Iron Man on the gifs yeah. just to, like, reply something, like, funny, yeah. Within the, like, on the first page, not even, like, I didn't have to scroll. On the first page, somebody made a gif of Tony Stark with the gauntlet on, snapping. Um, And it's, like, a clipped together of that happening, Thanos dusting off, and then it says, SPOILED, in all caps. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, first of all, in my head, I'm like, there's no way this is real. And then I was like, oh my god. This is probably real. Some asshole literally made this just to spoil people. Like, what is wrong with people? Five minutes before the movie th- started, right? And I was livid. And I just kept it to myself because I was like, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. And it happened. But, you know, it's the movie was still great for what it was. And I'm seeing it on the screen was still great. But I was still just so mad that that happened to me. Yeah, that is a douche move. Like, uh, for me, it was just about uh, just about um, Scarlet uh, uh, dying when I said like, okay, um, going in, like I'm not ready. Like the same the same thing, you know, the tweet like I'm gonna go see the movie, and then someone replied like, "Lol, rip Black Widow." I was like, it's uh, like what is wrong with people? Yeah. and I was like, maybe it was like a reference to the tweet because I'm not, I don't remember exactly what the, what the tweet was, and then. Uh, but I kept thinking about it, like, throughout the whole movie, <laughs> I kept thinking, and then when I saw them at there, I was like, okay, well, there, here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, people, some people just find happiness in stripping it away from others. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 I that's, that gif is still up. Did you find it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just uh, put Iron Man. Yep. So, people suck. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So, um, at this part of the film, I'm gonna, uh, not of the film, of the episode, I'm going to do something mean, and I'm going to ask you to rank 
this film. Tell me where it is in your top three. I know before we started recording, we were both like, I don't know, um, but it's time for the podcast. If you can, and it doesn't have to be infinite, like you, you could change mm-hmm. this in the future, but as of today, as of right now, where would you put this movie in your ranking? Uh, well, like you said, definitely top three. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitant to put it on the first place. Um, because the only reason why it, I don't think it's a first place because it, it relies on Infinity War so much that it's almost a part two. Right. Uh, uh, so I put it two. Okay. And then if I, if I had to, and probably Infinity War uh, uh, three, I'm just not sure what my f- number one would be, oh, to be yeah? honest. Because uh, I also really like Avengers, because just what it meant uh, back then. Uh, but they have far surpassed it in like scope and, and, mm-hmm. and possibility. Um, but I think the movie that brought me the most joy the first time I saw it was probably Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The first one. And even though I didn't really like the second one, the first one was just so refreshing and like it made me laugh so much and I never saw those characters before. Uh, so that would probably be my favorite one. But like as soon as we cut this call, I am going to change my mind. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go back and forth on this. And I, like I said, I really wanted to see it twice before I ranked it. AMC, <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so before I normally just jump into it. So I'm going to give my reasonings actually no i'll jump into it then i'll get my reasoning so this may change but as of right now i will go through my list of all 22 so starting from the top we have number one avengers number two endgame number three infinity war number four guardians of the galaxy number five thor ragnarok number six black panther number seven spider-man homecoming number eight winter soldier number nine civil war Number 10, Captain Marvel. Number 11, Age of Ultron. Number 12, Captain America. Number 13, Iron Man. Number 14, Doctor Strange. Number 15, Ant-Man. Number 16, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 17, Thor. Number 18, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number 19, Incredible Hulk. Number 20, Iron Man 3. Number 21, Iron Man 2. And 22, Thor The Dark World. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Thor. Yeah. <laughs> so, I... This may change, but I think the way that I see my top three is that Avengers is the film, like I said, it got me really into the series, and I could just put this film on whenever and I could watch it. I don't know if I could do that with Endgame because of how emotional it is, plus a three-hour film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why it beats Infinity War is because of the fact that it just it brings everything together it has all the callbacks it is it is a fan service and it's meant for me it's meant for the people like me and it meant so much to me experiencing that in theaters and really seeing what this film has done and so i think obviously avengers isn't the first film to come out iron man is Mm -hmm. but in the same sense avengers started it for me as getting me invested and endgame is ending this saga for me so that's why i think It comes before Infinity War, which sucks because I think Infinity War is the superior film over Endgame mm-hmm. because you don't need the context again. But it's like I said, it's it's meant for me, and that's why I love it so much. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think uh, um, Infinity War has a better ending in a way because it 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 makes you leave the theater like 
like holy shit like i can't believe that happened mm -hmm. and end game is a little bit more traditional good guys win everything's okay again ending which is like a sweeter ending because you just say goodbye to your heroes but as a like movie watching experience like like i remember walking out of um infinity were like oh shit now what um and this is like an ending a more traditional mm -hmm. ending yeah. end of a story uh but that's what it is that that it's function so um yeah it's weird it, it's hard ranking uh the, the things we love i guess it is it's tough um but yeah usually right here i head out with a before we talk about end game um mm -hmm. but since you know we're here um Firstly, I have to thank you out for hanging out and talking about this movie was, with me. So, yeah, it was thanks my absolute for... pleasure. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was it's fun to to uh, to give some thought because I've been sitting on all these thoughts for a while. Because I didn't want to uh, talk about it too much on Twitter and 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 ruin everything for right. People. Yeah, uh, plus, but like, now it's out in the open. Exactly, and plus, like we're still in that phase of like we can't really talk about it too much on twitter like we could yeah. we could like tweets but we don't want to be that asshole that actually tweets something i think after exactly. like a couple weeks we'll finally be able to like actually talk about it um yeah. but yeah uh go ahead and give like podcasts are just so great. exactly exactly so yeah. if you haven't seen the film you don't listen to it if you have you listen to it and this is our way of talking about it um exactly but yeah, go ahead and follow Wout on Twitter at the hashtagonist. Uh, it's T H E H A S H T A G zero N I S T. The hashtagonist. And um, where can we find your podcast at? Uh, you can find it uh, if you just uh, probably easiest to Google the hashtagonist. Uh, but it has a channel on YouTube as well uh, under the hashtagonist. So it's just uh, YouTube.com/slash/the/slash/hashtagonist. Uh, but uh, I post all about it uh, on Twitter, and it's just a it's a, it's a talk uh, like a, a walkie talkie show where I have a guest every week to talk about uh, video game careers and and other interesting stuff. So. Uh, Every Monday, uh, if you uh, want to give uh, check it out, that will be fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I was actually listening to your episode earlier today at work with uh, Brittany from What's Good Games. Um, oh yeah, she's great. She's great. I love all the What's Good Games ladies. Um, yeah, they are fantastic. <laughs> you know, I've I've had a couple of uh, very cool guests where it would all make me wonder, like, uh, what did I do to deserve such uh, fantastic guests? But uh, I'm not gonna complain. I'm just gonna keep going until they run out. It's because you do such a great job. So don't. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, being humble is great, but you do a great job. So um, be oh, proud of I that. that. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say. You know, this is the end of the podcast. I mean, we don't know what the future holds. Maybe we'll do an episode on Spider-Man Far From Home, but it is kind mm -hmm. of bittersweet. I've worked on this for like about like a month and a half. I did all this. It wasn't just like a weekly thing. It was like, get them episodes out. So it was kind of crazy, yeah. but um, but it did it and it was fun. So yeah. having a guest on. You put on, in the work. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Like, it's it's an achievement what, what you just did in, in such a short time to schedule and get your guests and, and, and put it all out there. Like it, people don't understand how hard it is to run a podcast and how much work and effort it takes. So like double thumbs up for uh, what you put together. It's, it's been really great. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's been really stressful, but honestly, super rewarding um, learning and having fun and meeting all these people and talking about everybody's different opinions on the films has been really great. So follow me on the Twitter 
on the Twitter, right? On Twitter for the updates mm-hmm. um, at the Snap MCU. You could follow my personal account at OA Kayla, OA K A Y L A. And, and yeah, I mean, like I said, normally we talk about some endgame stuff, but that's it. That's, that's a wrap. So that's a wrap. <laughs> again, wow, the hashtag is thank you so much for hanging out and coming on. It's been really fun. Sam, thank you so much for having me, and I can't wait for you to see what you do next, and hopefully you'll invite me again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, give us a thumbs up, a little um, like a rating on on iTunes. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for the future. Again, follow me on the, the Twitter account, because you never know what's going to pop out of here. But it's been fun. We We assembled at the end. We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did. So yeah, uh thank y'all and have a have a great night. <laughs>